Bro! What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the AFC North Today podcast. Um, I'm your host, Steelers All Day, joined by my co-host, Browns Tailgate. What a Bengals headline. All right, then. And Charm right. City, a Ravens headline. Hello. And uh, today we got four segments for y'all today. We actually have a special guest today that we'll be introducing when that segment comes. But the segments that we have for you guys today are going to be ranking AFC North wide receivers, our record predictions, and if you were to start a franchise, which AFC North head coach would you go with, and our second-year players breaking out. So with that being said, I'll go ahead and get started with the AFC North wide receiver rankings. Um, at dead last place, I got the Ravens there. Um, pretty much this isn't a surprise. Um, last year, you know, they struggled a lot with that. You know, there wasn't much depth there. Uh, Marquise Brown wasn't really catching balls. I mean, you know. He had trouble, you know, staying consistent as well. But uh, I think the Ravens wide receivers are going to improve a lot this year, considering they added Tylen Wallace and Rashad Bateman. But I'm going off of last season, so uh, I got to put them at last place. So uh, at number three, uh, you know, I got my Steelers coming in at number three. You know, we struggled with drop issues as well. I mean, yes, you can make the argument saying, oh, my goodness, on TikTok receivers, Corvette, Corvette. You can go ahead and say that all you want. Corvette, but Corvette. But the, yeah, there you go. Thank you. But despite, <laughs> despite all that, um, they, we actually have talent. Like Claypool, Juju, and Deontay, they're all pretty good receivers, and they're all really young as well. The oldest one is 24, which is uh, Juju. You know, I feel like if we can work on our, you know, maturity – catching the ball correctly and being consistent on a daily basis, I think we can honestly be in the argument for one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. So at number two, honestly, I think this team can be number one, but uh, health has been a concern for one of their receivers. So I'm going to have to go with the Browns here at number two. Um, They got OBJ, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Did Rashard Higgins leave y'all or no? No, thankfully and who else for you guys? Uh, yeah, Steelers, like, is James Washington. Left. You forgot about that. Yeah, and then they got um, what's his name? <laughs> Donovan sure. Peoples Jones, who looks pretty OBJ. solid as well. OBJ mm-hmm. is coming off of a torn ACL that he tore in like week six or week seven, something like that. But when he's on the field, he's still you know quite productive as a receiver. I don't think he's been on the same level that he was when he was with the Giants, but he hasn't been awful by any means. They also got Jarvis Landry, who's obviously one of the best receivers in the game. He's been consistent. He's pretty reliable. He kind of cooked us in the wild card game because, you know, <laughs> everything went downhill from there. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who had a pretty solid rookie year, I think he's only going to get better. And um, I think Odell Beckham's going to have a comeback season this year. Now, at number one, I got the Bengals. Um, you know, I think Bengals. Tyler Boyd is Whoa. one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit. The dude is a really solid receiver and really productive for them. Not to mention they got T. Higgins as well, who had an outstanding rookie season. The fact that he was still able to do good with uh, Ryan Finley and Brandon Allen coming in at quarterback was still amazing. Um, I think he's going to have a really good season this year, especially with Burrow coming back. And uh, not to mention they added who I think was the best receiver in the draft in Jamar Chase. So um, I got the Bengals at number one. Browns, why don't you go ahead and go? Okay. Uh, fourth place should be pretty obvious. 
Baltimore Ravens. Have a lot of young guys, Sammy Watkins, uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, just don't see it. I don't rate Sammy Watkins that highly, but so, yeah. Uh, third place, Steelers, uh, Claypool and Juju. Claypool, I, if he was on the Browns, I would really like him and didn't make TikToks, I would like him, but don't like him because he's on the Steelers. Juju, don't rate that highly. Uh, and then have really good depth, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Uh, that obviously does benefit them. Third place, I have the bank. No, second place. I mean, second place, I have the Bengals. I, Boyd is clearly the second best. I hate saying this better than Andrew right now. Uh, but clearly the second best uh, wide receiver in the AFC North. Uh, uh, and then Jamar Chase. I think is going to be one the best wide receiver is the best wide receiver in that class will be one of the best wide receivers to come in future years. Obviously not there yet because he hasn't played a snap yet. And then T Higgins, who I also really like happy the bang happy the Bengals aren't too good. So I can actually like them and not have to hate, hate them yet. And then number one, the Cleveland Browns, there's like, Five guys uh, that I like. Uh, I like, obviously, OBJ. Really think he's going to have the best season of his career. feel like the offense is going to work out now. And, yeah. And, yeah. And then uh, Jarvis Landry, one of the just great player in general, great hands. Uh, he's a leader. Don't, don't really consider that in the rankings, but that is something he is. Uh, then Donovan Peoples-Jones, amazing rookie, Richard Higgins, one of the most underrated receivers in uh, the league, in my opinion. And uh, then have Anthony Schwartz, who's fast, and I think he will be really good. So, yeah, that's my ranking. Bro. <laughs> oh, my, bro. Come on. Uh, wow. Well. Let me just see. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get all right, uh, Bengals, you're up. One sec, I have to go. Yeah, please. Okay, Charm, you go. All right, so at number four, it's obvious the Ravens. We have a very um, young wide receiver core. You know, we got Rashad, we got Marquise, and we have uh, Watkins. Tylen Wallace is a great pick, by the way. I want to see him involved a lot. We have Devin Duvernay, who, if we use him properly and if we use him right, he can be really good. And then we got James Prochet, who I think honestly could win um, the last spot on our wide receiver position over Miles Boykin. Miles Boykin is not a guy that I don't like, but James Prochet has speed and he has hands. Like he's got, he's really good at catching the ball. So I think our receiver requires a lot of potential. But then again, we also need to you know improve and progress. The third spot, I would probably go with the Bengals. And it's no hate against the Bengals. It's because of the fact that they have a really young wide receiver core. Higgins had a great rookie season. Um, I think that they definitely have a chance, and I think that they will be in the top two wide receiver cores in the uh, AFC North. I'm interested to see what Higgins can do in in the next season. I'm interested to see what Boyd is going to do with Jamar Chase coming in and Jamar Chase. Uh, he's a rookie, so I'm not really sure how to rank him. I've always been really 50-50 about that. You know, I don't like to rank him too high because I don't want to do that. And then they just, like, not, you know, 
you know, come out to be anything. But um, I do think Chase will be at least somewhat good his first season. Second spot, I got um, I got the Steelers. I mean, honestly, I think that Juju is – he's not bad. He just, you know, he has a big mouth sometimes. Obviously, he said something like the Browns are the Browns or something along those lines. And he's also said uh, – you know, and he's also done, like, the Corvette, Corvette stuff, which <laughs> is very debatable among the NFL. Some people like it, some people don't. But, you know, it's just kind of, I guess, who he is. And then, um, yeah, and then you got Chase Claypool, who he's a great receiver. I, even as a Ravens fan, I will say that he, uh, I think he's going to be a great receiver in the NFL for years to come. And Deontay Johnson, I don't know too much about him. But, I, I mean, who knows? He could be really something good. And then first I got the Browns. The Browns, you know, they got OBJ who if he just, you know, I think if he can not get injured, I think if he can play play a full season, he can really show his true potential of what he can be at the wide receiver one spot. And then I got Landry. Um, Landry's pretty good too. Uh, and Richard, Richard Higgins and, uh, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Those are some guys that, that kind of come to mind when I think about the uh, Browns receiver core. So yeah, the, that's my uh, rankings. All right, uh, that's I think a pretty solid list. Uh, What's thank, up? Yeah. So the guest that we were going to introduce for the next segment is actually going to be introduced right now. Um, he runs AFC North today with us, and um, it is Flock season. Uh, by the name, you could tell that he's a Ravens fan. No. So um, Flock, why don't you go ahead and give us your rankings? So, all right. So at four, right. I got um, obviously the Ravens because. Last year, we weren't good. Even the year before that, we weren't good. Uh, especially that game, 2019 versus the Titans. I think there was, like, what, nine drop passes we could add? And, like, two of them were no, – one of them was an intercept. That turned into an interception. And the other one could have been a touchdown. But, you know, it happens. And then this year, we all know, like, we were just bad. Uh, we have a young group. We have a young group of guys. I love Thailand Wallace. I love Bateman. I love Hollywood. I love Devin Duvernay. He's actually one of my favorite players, like in the NFL as of right now. I we really need to use him more. I hope we do. Same thing with Prochet, and I hope Prochet beats out Boykin for that uh, number one, uh, no number six spot on the depth chart. And yeah. So at number three, I have. The Bengals simply because they're just young. That's really it. But they're really young and kind of unimproved, unimproved yet. So yeah. At two, I hate to say it, but the Steelers, even with Juju and Claypool, they're they're both great receivers. So and yeah, I feel like this next year, Juju. No, not Juju, but uh, Claypool is really gonna break out this year. He's gonna have. Wait, did he have a thousand yards last year? Or no. Say that again. Wait, did uh Claypool have a thousand yards last year? Nah, he was uh less than two hundred yards off. Oh then I feel like he's really gonna like break out and have a hundred one thousand two hundred and twenty seven yards. That's my yeah. Number one, obviously. I'm back. Okay. And then number one, obviously, I got the Browns with OBJ, Landry, and yeah, I mean, OBJ hasn't been doing good. My simply reason to why OBJ hasn't been doing good is why he's been getting hurt a lot, because 
think Mayfield is like force feeding him the ball. Like it's not his fault that he's not doing good. Big Mayfield just force feeding him the ball. Like every chance he gets, he's throwing it to him. So that's the only problem, bro. And yeah. Like concludes my list. All right, Bengals, you go. Are we starting wire receivers to keep for you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so at number four, I want to say as a joke, like severely, Steelers at number four, really badly. I severely do. But the thing is, like, you can't do that. To them, so off at number four, the Ravens. Um, you know, they struggled with Marquise Brown, Mr. Jofton. You know, he's garbage. Um, but we'll see what happens this year with, like, a lesser load. Because when he was, like, in the slaughter, like, when he. Like yeah. wasn't pressured as much. Like he was good. Like we saw especially year one, that, especially in the he playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs, what happened? Yeah, forget. <laughs> Let me look this up. Uh, There's the Titans. He had like 139 yards, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Like he does really well. Like when he's like not pressured, but when he gets like, like faces a good defense, he like just can't do that. Yeah, his stat drop off. He had more yards actually. His um second year and his first year, yeah, surprising. Um, anyway, but yeah, you have an aging. You have Sammy Watkins, who's surprisingly like only like twenty something, twenty seven. I think he is, right? Yeah, he's like 20. he's young. <laughs> he's younger than everybody thinks he is. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Like, if he like can like come back to his like maybe prime self, like where he's like really good, like. That was maybe his like Roman. second year. That was when like, he had Roman as his uh as his OC. So I mean, yeah. hey, it could happen again. It know? could. You never know. That's like what I'm saying to Frank Pollock, like in like our own line. Like if you think about it, he could like lead Mixon back to like a good lead leading rusher. But that's probably. I mean, if the AFC rusher leading rusher, but that's probably not going to happen because Derek Henry exists. Um. Um. But then you have Rashad Bateman. You have to see. We we'll have to see what happens with him. So There's a video of him in practice, like, just obliterating uh, uh, Humphrey, like literally cooking him off the line. You do, like the thing is, we can't see those clips of Lamar throwing, so that's the problem. There's just not like much. <laughs> no, I think they just don't want any outside media just showing anything because yeah. of like they don't want. To oh yeah, I can see they like we'll just like joke around a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason why. But I can yeah. see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, number four, like the Ravens, because their struggles last year specifically. Um, but number three, yeah, it's definitely the Steelers. Um, even though they're like they have potential, like Deontay Johnson, whether you love him or hate him, he's probably the most likable Steeler besides maybe you know Juju. Everyone hates. Um, bro, Deontay's the most quiet Steeler. He's the quietest. Yeah, that's that. the thing. That's why I like him so much. He's like, he's humble. He's like, just like goes about his day. He's just like, all right, this happened. All right, move on. Like, he's the most humble on the team. Like, if he cuts his drops, he's like dangerous. Like, you see him in the punting game. If he can catch it like he does in the punting game, he'll be fine. But like, he just drops way too much. You have Juju and Claypool. Another, another two- defensive back on offense. Yeah. You have Juju and Claypool, the biggest trash talkers. Um, they, if they like cut their, down their emotions, they're definitely number two. Um, but then the Brown, but the Browns exist, unfortunately. So that's why the Steelers are at number three. Um, they're pretty good. They're good though. They have potential. They just need to shut up. <laughs> um, but at number two, easily the Browns. Um, I'm biased for the Browns being at number two. 
Uh-huh. Not the Bengals at number. I mean, the Browns at number two because, like, I want the bang. I like it. I like the Bengals, of course. So I have to. I'm I'm putting them at one because the Browns. You have two good receivers, and then you have like pretty much Rashad Higgins and uh, Dante. Yeah. Pe- Dante Peoples Jones. That's what his name is. Peoples. Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, I keep forgetting his name. Dante Peoples Jones. I don't. I have like a short term memory loss. Call me that. Call me Dory. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones. Um. So yeah, once like you like you get after you get like OBJ and uh, Landry, it kind of like falls off. But they have potential. The Browns have potential to be. Like number one, if the chase falls off, but that's probably not going to happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. And the Browns are scary. You have Landry, who's one of the best slot, could be one of the best slot receivers if he stays healthy. And you have OBJ, one of the best pass catchers in the NFL, when healthy. But we'll have to see what happens. Um, OBJ is doing very well, like coming back healthy. Like Joe Burrow is doing incredible, like on his recovery. And so yeah, you, you can we will see. And obviously, number one, Bengals. Um, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase even if Jamar Chase does really well, he's gonna go off. He's gonna help it out. Like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd get open. Auden Tate, one of the best like ball ca- like ball catching wide receivers. He's very underrated. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't get the ball too much. But when he's it's thrown his way, he can make spectacular catches when needed. And yeah, so at number one, Bengals. And Boyd's underrated, more underrated than Tyler Lockett, which I hate. I just see every time someone's like, calm it down, underrated on the underrated poster. It's always like, what about Tyler Lockett? And I'm like, Tyler Lockett's underrated, but people are talking underrated about him to way the point too much. Down. You can't. If everyone thinks a player is underrated, he starts to become overrated. Everyone exactly. Matthew Stafford yeah, is a prime underrated. example of that. Like he's good, but like he's like he's becoming overrated, and like that's exactly. exactly. Yeah. About like Matthew Stafford, it's becoming overrated. No, it's annoying. no. All right, no. But nobody talks about Boyd or Higgins. Boyd or Bates. Nobody talks about them in the comments unless like it's like mentioned, like barely. They're just like, oh, Boyd and Bates exist. Who do they play for? All right, the Bengals. No one talks <laughs> about them. It doesn't matter. Bengals are probably the most irrelevant team in the NFL right now. I mean, and there's the Panthers. Then there's the Panthers. Um, you have DJ Moore, who barely gets yeah. talked about also. Yeah. So All right. That's annoying. Um, that's, that concludes our first segment. Uh, the next segment we're going to move on to is our record predictions for our teams this year. So uh, I'll go. So at last place in the AFC North, I got the Bengals. Um, Screw I don't you. Think- Corvette, Corvette. Hey, <laughs> not kid. Uh, so, um, come on. Do you really think I'm going to put the Bengals anywhere above that? Come on. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. So, um, you know, the thing wow. that Bengals fans can look forward to is that I think this is going to be a new, better year for them. Um, I don't think they're quite ready for the playoffs yet. They're on the right track. Don't get me wrong. But um, I just think I just think not this year. It's just too competitive with other teams. But um, I have them going seven and ten this year. I looked at their schedule. They have kind of a little bit of a rough way to finish it. Um, I believe they play the Chiefs and the Niners in that way. 
So um, I just don't see the Bengals beating both of those teams. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a good year for them. I think they're going to really see that what Burrow can be in a full healthy season. I think their offensive line will be a bit better. Not anywhere great by any means, but I think it will be solid to the point where Burrow won't die. Better than yours, at least. Burrow won't die. At least it's I mean, better than yours. I'm just saying that. Well, that we're on the Bengals, okay? Not the Steelers, all right? <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, I think the Bengals' offense, though, is going to be really fun to watch this year with um, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon, who has had a pretty interesting line, though. Year. I think the whole line is not going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be awful like it was last year. Yeah, I don't know, though. Because, they got like, rid of, like, I mean, Bobby Hart. That was, like, the main problem. And Michael I mean, like, yes, they didn't do, like, that much. I mean, they they did stuff to help their old line, obviously, but it didn't improve that much. No, they did. Where... No, I don't when think it's no, going to be like anywhere great. I just think it's going to be not horrible. But here's the thing: when you get rid of Bobby Hart and you demote Michael Jordan, that's already an improvement. So it's like, yeah, and as he said, <laughs> I think there were the reasons why Burrow got hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. still, there's like lots of unproven guys there. I'm not saying Joe Burrow's gonna get but hurt. But yeah, that's why I think they're last because you know I have questions about their defense still. Um, yeah, I think their defense. Yeah, a lot of Bengal fans garbage. were complaining about their defensive coordinator and uh, Lou is garbage. You and I think he, I think he's still there. <laughs> so that's obviously a problem for them. So uh, I got them at last with a seven and ten record. If we um, didn't have Lou, we would have won more games. Seven and ten. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. See, we beat the Browns once, but they're not trying. We beat the Steelers once, but they're not trying. We'll probably you beat them anyways. They might win five. Season. You beat they us might win like five. With Freddie Kitchens and uh, Miles Garrett out. Okay, this ain't even a podcast at this point. This is just an argument session. It's not it an argument session. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, the bank will improve, but like not that. Yeah, that's third. I think seven and ten. I think they can get seven wins. So, um, there are Bengals at last. So, uh, at number three, you know, I got my Steelers coming in. Uh, we sadly will not be repeating the division title this year. It'll suck, but it was fun while it lasted. Um, I have us at ten and seven. I think people are kind of sleeping on us a bit, you know. We did lose key pieces like Bud Dupree, Mike Hill, and fuck you, Bengals, for that. Um, <laughs> we also cut Steven Nelson as well. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. Bud Dupree is 28 years old. He just tore his ACL. And Bud Dupree really didn't make an impact for us until his contract year came. The other years than that, he was just really underachieving. But when TJ Watt came in, Bud Dupree just started playing great. But um, so Dupree, losing Dupree isn't gonna hurt badly. Um, losing Hilton will hurt. However, that dude was really solid for us. I'm gonna miss that dude's energy coming into the locker room. I'm gonna miss that dude blitzing off the edge. It's gonna suck seeing him and Cincy. But um, <laughs> money talks, I guess. Um, Stephen Nelson, he had a great first year with us, but uh, he kind of underperformed his second year with us. He wasn't horrible by any means, but he wasn't great, as he was in 2019. But uh, our offense, you know, it was a bad concern last year, you know, because we had no running game. Um, You know, no, we kind of do. Yeah, you have Najee, but you lost a lot on your O-line. No, but look, 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 here's here's what I got to say. Now, people are going to think that, oh, Najee's going to die because we have no offensive line at all. 
Well, look, offensive line is obviously a main concern in your running game. But the thing is, we got younger on the offensive line, which is a good thing because we had aging guys like Villanueva, who signed with the Ravens. Uh, Good luck with that, by the way. He is horrible (laughs) in the run blocking. So good luck with that. And then uh, we got... We let go. Oh, Pouncey retired. That sucks. But uh, yeah, awesome. not he did not have a good. Season. We're gonna bamboozle the entire the entire NFL. Y'all think we got uh, Villanueva for uh, run blocking? He's yeah, not gonna. He be, I promise you, he is not gonna be that good. I promise you. What's so, going he's a good, And then you know we cut to Castro like a couple blocker, weeks man, ago. Uh, DeCastro, you know, great you know. pass blocker. Don't get me wrong. I really didn't want to cut him, but. Uh, with this ongoing ankle issue he's been having for the past couple weeks, um, it's concerning, and it's obviously going to hold the team back with his contract he has. So uh, cutting him, you know, we saved some money in cap. So we can go sign Trey Turner, who had a down season last year with the Chargers because he had a groin injury. But besides that, the dude was a five-time Pro Bowler in five consecutive seasons with Carolina. So I think Trey Turner can have a bounce-back year with us. Um, and also people want to go ahead and say, like, how Najee's not going to make much of an impact because he's a rookie and the offensive line has question marks. You're not necessarily wrong, but the way I look at it is look at like Derrick Henry and uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's offensive line isn't exactly what you call great. You, I even see Viking fans go ahead and complain saying that like our offensive line is not good at all. But Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook is still you know putting up great numbers as it is. Tennessee's O line isn't bad. It's better than Minnesota's, but. They lost Taylor Lewan, who I believe was their best um, best offensive lineman. But Derrick Henry was still managed to able put up 2,000 yards with a mediocre O-line. So uh, I think Najee can still have a great year regardless of the O-line. So I have the Steelers at 10-7 and seven this year. Um, at third, at second place, excuse me, I got the Browns. Um, I think the Browns had a great offseason. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to be a lot better than what they were last year. But I just think that they're going to finish simply at second is because of Baker. I don't think Baker is bad by any means. Don't get me wrong. It's just the dude has consistency problems, you know. I just can't really – like one game, Baker will look like he's the Browns' future. Then the next game, game, Baker will look like he is not good at all whatsoever. Or one half, Baker will throw a dot. And the thing is, though, like the Browns have a good O-line, a good running game and weapons. And Baker's still just playing average. He's just still played pretty average with that. He's not bad by any means, don't get me wrong. It's just he's still average in my opinion. But who knows? Maybe this year he can prove me wrong and he become a top 10 quarterback. Who knows? But um, at the moment, I got the Browns finishing oh, second. I think the defense I think the defense will be improved, though. They got John Johnson, Troy Hill. I think the Jadavion Clowney signing isn't great. I think they need to stop overhyping it. The dude is not that good. Um, I think I the mean, secondary was their main issue. I mean, I don't but have they a had problem no with the signing for help, them. Like, like, it's going right. to help them out, but it won't help them out like as people think they will. Like, he's yeah, a good exactly. run stuffer, but people think, oh, he's going to be a passer, passer, passer. He's exactly. really a yeah. run stuffer. More than he's going to do that on the passers, and he definitely did last year because he was, I think, the fifth most double-teamed player, and now he's... Yeah, and then he was. Um, he only played like four games last year, I think. Yeah. And I definitely think he will could get around like four to six sacks. Yeah, which is so obviously the Browns coming in at second. 
Now, at number one, I mean, this sucks to say. Do not get me wrong. I do not want this team to win the division at all. But um, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I put the Ravens over the Browns is because I think Lamar is better than Baker. I think, you know, he's more consistent than Baker is. not even close. Exactly. So, um, and also the Ravens, you know, they did lose key pieces on their defense in uh, Ngakwe and Judon, but uh, I think they got uh, Jason Owe. I don't know if I said that wrong, but they got Owe to help with that. I think they got uh, Tyus Bowser, who I think is pretty solid as well. They also got a really solid secondary as well. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, I think, was pretty good for them as well since he took over with that whole Earl Thomas stuff. They also got, you know, Marlon Humphrey, a top five cornerback, in my opinion. They got Marcus Peters as well, who's pretty good. Uh, the Ravens offense, you know, they got one of the best running games in the league. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to really take off this year. And um, I think the receiving core is going to improve for them as well. So uh, I got the Ravens at number one. It sucks to say that, but I think they're going to be solid this year. So, uh, Browns, I'll go ahead and let you go. Oh, okay, for the record, so- I have them going 12-5. and five. So in fourth place, uh, this should be obvious. It's going to be the Bengals, and they have the pieces, but and but they're all just young, and you cannot expect a second-year quarterback who hasn't played a full season yet to uh, just come in and then lead them to beating, lead them beating. ahead of one of three really good uh, teams. So, and I do think they should fire. Zach Taylor and their coaching staff. Not that he's a, an awful coach. It's just I feel like you can. It's not going to be a too hard to find a better head coach, which I think is very important. And I think they will end up going seven and ten. And in third place, it's the Steelers. I think they will go nine and eight. Uh, lost a lot of key pieces uh, on defense, which there's they still have a great defense. But it won't be as good as last year. Uh, uh, the TikTok boys still not the worst peak players, but uh, obviously not going to help. And I do think Ben will be holding them back from making ten wins. I don't. I think. I think Mason Rudolph is better for that offense than Ben Roth. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 I had to wait for that to process in my head. I'm like, did you say Mason Rudolph? You think that Mason Rudolph is going to lead this team better than Ben, who has been with the Steelers for 17 years? I don't think leading, that's different. But I think Ben Roethlisberger doesn't doesn't want to take sacks anymore. It's clear he'll throw throw stupid passes not to get hit again. has a very weak deep ball now. He was great. I hate saying this. He was great. And I don't think uh, they will bench him. But in the game where Mason Rudolph played against the Browns, Claypool Claypool looked better. Uh, Their offense looked just better in general. And that's why they almost beat us. It's one game, though. I know. 
do you have and then the big remember when big ben like actually beat the browns by like 30 yeah, something he killed you 38 to 7 i know way better in the beginning of the year till the end of the year you if you do not see that you have yeah, to, but dude, if Mason Rudolph runs this offense, I don't think I you realize how much think. of a coma I will be in if that happens. I know. I'm, I'm not saying it's like clearly he's better. I don't think he's a be- he's not a better leader than them. He's not more clutch than Ben. But I think, uh, like I said, Clayton, and I don't know if Mason Rudolph can consistently uh, play. Uh, <laughs> Hell no. So, yes, play seventeen games consistently. Don't think he can, but Mr. Like Ross is gonna, gonna get die again. He's gonna yeah. whack the helmet. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> oh, like, that was not a good day. <laughs> yeah, daily reminder that Miles Garrett was a Walter Payton Man of the Year candidate. He should have been. <laughs> He should. Yeah, wrong have with probably wrong with that. Imagine he won. Me, oh, I would have won. All I would have went off. All right, so Steelers at number three. Who's your uh, second team? Uh, they'll go nine and eight. Second team, Ravens, 12 and five. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be close. Definitely going to be close. Uh, Ravens, uh, shoot, what happened to the Ravens? Ravens did lose some um, defensive, uh, blah, 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 blah. defensive line cases. They lost, what, you know, Jackson, on, and then Gakway. Yeah, and Yadon was a loss that is going to impact us, but it's not like a huge. It's not like a. Yeah, it's not a huge like, loss. Like it's not like, be a huge. Impact he wanted also. too much money from it. That was really his main problem. I yeah, he wanted twenty million dollars from yeah. us. That was like, twenty million. What the what? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. The Patriots. Like I said, I don't think it will be a big fall off. Definitely, I think Bateman Watkins, Bateman and adding Bateman and Watkins is a better improvement from last year. I think it will be close. And Stefan, I definitely think Brown. I have the Browns going thirteen and four, Ravens twelve and five, and I think it's because the Browns get the win uh, after our bye week, which I've, you guys play the Steelers, which is still a tough matchup. Playing the Steelers is never going to be easy, with especially with Tomlin there. Uh, so I think we'll have that win, and that's the win we get over you guys. That puts us at thirteen and four. Definitely think Lamar still, I guess, is good. Don't like talking. About I guess him in a good. Don't like talking about him in a good light. So don't want to. Then uh, yeah. So twelve and five definitely going to be, uh, definitely going to be a good team. See them losing a bunch of close games. Then I have the Browns going thirteen and four. If you look at the Browns' schedule, I am a true believer that. Uh, and especially carrying it on on games. We played the Chiefs, which don't think we're going to win this. Think uh, defense. On defense, you have to have everyone click and don't think you, uh, a new defense with a lot of new pieces, everyone will click right away. Then we have the Texans, the Bears, the Vikings, the Chargers, which will be a little tough. The Cardinals. Oh, that must be nice. Which that must will be, be really tough. nice. Then we have the Broncos. Then yeah, when I look at our schedule, we got freaking... Oh, my God. <laughs> Then we have the Steelers, and I feel like we're just not in the beginning of the year having too hard of games where uh, our defense is going to have to be clicking on and just playing, 
and you have to have someone step majorly step up until we get to the point where Bengals, uh, or not Bengals, uh, Steelers, we play the Steelers, Patriots, which Ravens, Packers. When we get to that point, I feel like our defense will already be start clicking again and be a from a top unit. Uh, so yeah, I really think Browns benefit off of their easy schedule through weeks through the early weeks after the Chiefs game. So that's why I think it will help us go 13-4. and four. So, yeah. All right. Rankings. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next since I was going to go next, and I had to leave. No. All right. Yeah, go right not. ahead. All right. So, number four. Let's see. Do I want to joke about this? Yeah, sure. Okay. At number four, the Steelers at 7-10. and 10. All right. Yep, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Here's the thing. This is my, my prediction now. Like in a month or two, I'm gonna say, all right, Bengals last. But at the moment, like it's Steelers at seven and ten. This, you can really interchange um, the Steelers and Bengals in my eyes, anyways, due to the fact, like obviously Burrow is coming back from like a torn ACL, so you never know if he's gonna be fully. He, he should be fully 100, percent but you don't know how well he's gonna do coming in. After like and trying to play a full season, you never know what could happen. But we have now a kicker, so that's why I'm saying Bengals like are going to go nine and eight. Um, because we lost like Randy Bullock, our fat Randy guy. Um, he was doo doo, and so that's why we lost like some games. Like the Chargers one was maybe a prime example. Like you never know if we could have beaten the Chargers, but we should have probably beaten them. So you can, in my opinion, the Steelers at, at fourth, Bengals at number at three, but you never know. They're they're both interchangeable. That's my eyes, anyways. Number two, uh, the Browns um, and the Ravens, like they're tied for first in my eyes at twelve, both twelve and five, in my eyes, anyway. A little tiebreaker though. Yeah. I'll see though. We'll see though, because like for me right now, I have like twelve and five for the Ravens and Browns, and then you have. And the uh, Ravens finish ahead due to the conference record, and then you have uh, the Bengals uh, at third at nine and eight. That's my prediction, anyways. And Steelers at seven and ten. But you know, you can we'll see how what happens. I'm hoping the Steelers go two and fifteen actually because it's Stephon to it, but that probably won't happen. You never know. I'll have to use them use it wisely. So those are my predictions, anyway. I'll go more in depth later on my page. Bengals had the line. Follow it. Alrighty. Um, interesting Stefan Tua take there, but um, yeah, he's gonna say like, "Screw Juju." I'm gonna hit him with my racing Rudolph's helmet. Yeet. <laughs> Gosh, it uh-huh. came true, bro. Oh my. All right. Um, do you want to go? All right. Um, I'll go. I guess. Um, at fourth, I got the uh, I got the Bengals. I got them going six and eleven. I haven't really taken a look at their schedule, but they're a young team. You know, they got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, T. Joe Burrow, and they gotta fix they gotta start not only helping their offensive line, but like improving it. Like on like they gotta start making some aggressive move there because Burrow isn't gonna become a good quarterback if he's just gonna be getting sacked and pressured all the time. Their secondary, I don't know too much about other than uh, Jesse Bates. I think he'll be good again. Um, their defensive line, I don't know too much about. But overall, I think that they'll be a good team in a few years, and I think that they have a lot of potential. Third place, I got um, I got the Steelers. 
Um, the Steelers have, like, their offensive line is what I think is going to hold them down. Uh, they lost the Castro. They lost Villanueva. So they lost some veteran experience there. Um, and then they got Najee Harris. Najee is a guy that can be good with, an, with like, an actual, like, at least solid offensive line. If he has a solid offensive line, I guarantee you he'll be, he'll be something good. Obviously, you got Juju and they got Claypool. I think Claypool is going to have a breakout season. Definitely, I think he should be the uh, number one wide receiver. He's a, it's, he's a great wide receiver, uh, even as a Ravens fan. I'm saying that. Their secondary, they lost uh, Steven Nelson, I think it was, and they lost Mike Hilton. So I'm not sure how that's going to impact their secondary in terms of depth. Their defensive line, obviously, we know it's insane. They got, uh, I think, pretty sure they still got Tyson Alulu. They got Stephon yep. Tewitt, TJ Watt. They lost Bud Dupree, which that's a big loss. But overall, that defense is not, I don't know if it's going to be as good as it was last year, but it's not going to be bad. It's still going to be a good defense. Uh, number two, I got the Browns. The, the problem with the Browns is the fact that Baker right now has to just find a point where he's steady. Like, I feel like I, somebody uh, earlier mentioned about his consistency issues. Yeah. Um, he's just – he just looks like he's – you know, some games he's really good, other games he's really bad. So, it's going to be interesting to see how Baker uh, does this season. Obviously, the uh, Browns improved their secondary with Greg Newsom and John Johnson. So those two moves, uh, as a football fan and just looking at the Browns, I like. As a Ravens fan, I don't like because that means they're getting better, which is, I mean, it's just crazy to see how much the Browns have grown as a team. You know, they've got they've gotten really good. I'll say that. Um, and then at number one, I got the uh, I got the Ravens. Uh, reasons for this is because overall, I mean, I'm going to start on the defensive side. Are we got? Um, you know, our coaching staff on the defense is great. They can develop any rookie. We got Odafe away, who's a sensationally just athletic pass rusher. I really like him. I like that pick. I think a lot of people were 50-50 about that pick, but I liked it. Because, uh, you know, you give John Harbaugh um, and Wink Martindale, you know, a good you know pass rusher, defensive player in general, he's going to develop them into be a good player. He's so athletic. Yeah, and then and defensive line. Yeah, it was insane. And then we still have Derek Wolf and uh, Kalias Campbell, and we got Brandon Williams. That I really like. Uh, those guys, I think, are going to be three of our leaders this season. Uh, Derek Wolf. I don't know if Wolf is exactly a guy that shows his performance in the stats, but I think that in overall his leadership. He shows his performance in the stats. He shows his leadership and his, yeah. like, his overall play on the field. Yeah, and – Kalias Campbell is going to serve as a great defensive presence. He's tall, big. He'll be able to spot some balls at the uh, defensive line. Brandon Williams, the run stuffer, I've liked him. Uh, and then Ty Spouser, one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL. I really like him. And then obviously our secondary has is only going to get better. We got Chuck Clark, one of the he has a great IQ. Um, you know he's a great leader for our team. And then Deshaun Elliott, he's, you know, his career has had, he's had injuries in his career, he's had to overcome. But last season, when he's healthy, he showed that he can be a really good safety. He's still, I think, young. Uh, and then obviously we got Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, I believe the top cornerback duo in the NFL. And um, I got the Steelers, I didn't even say my records. I said stand, uh, standings, but I didn't say records. Um, Steelers, I got, I'll say eight, nine. 
for the Browns, I got 13 and four, and for the Ravens, I got 13 and four as well. So oh, you have your I Bengals. think it would come the Bengals. Oh, I said six and eleven. I think for them. Okay. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Shit. All right, I'll go next with my predictions. Uh, uh, dead last, I got the Bengals. Obviously, there. Uh, it's it's quite self-explanatory. Not gonna do good. I got my like five and twelve. Five and twelve. Yes, they will not make that much of an improvement. I mean, Baker's gonna come back. He's gonna do good, but he won't do as good to like get him above like seven wins in my opinion. Okay. Then okay, I got uh yeah, I got the Steelers next, obviously, because yeah. They aren't better than the two other teams that I'm going to name, obviously. But I have them going at a slight 7 and 10. And then at the number two spot, I got the Browns going 12 and 5. Like Baker and all the new additions that they made in the offseason is going to help them a lot this year, but they won't obviously be better than my Ravens. Number one, who will finish the year 13 and four and be the number three team in the AFC. All right. Um, I think your 5-12 and 12 prediction, really, Bengals headline took that personally. Yep, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah, um, now you guys are getting cursed now. I took that 7-10 right, and 10 record someone. personally, too. But um, yeah, I think that the Ravens and the Browns are going to be thirteen and four in the tiebreak. Yeah, I which think it's going to be exciting I mean, to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just the Ravens and Browns fighting for the division. It sucks to say yeah. that, but um, you used to see the Ravens and the year. Steelers. Never count the Steelers out, though. Just yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, so I know. He, I don't think he will. I don't think that team's bad. Yeah, I think I don't think we're gonna be great by any means. I just don't think yeah. we're gonna be awful as people say we are. Yeah. Steelers just gotta improve the offensive line. That's all they gotta do. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly, I mean we got yeah. younger and we drafted a guy in the third round who was really he's one of the most underrated centers. He was rising up draft stock, so I think he could be pretty good. But I mean these guys are super young, so you know you got to give them time to develop. But I say mm-hmm. this year, you know, play them, see what they're about, and if they suck, move on from them. But uh, we just got to let them develop. Yeah. Right. yeah. So um, those uh, are our predictions this year. We'll see if we are. Screw everyone else's. Um, mine are better than everyone's. Uh, nope, they are not. Um, yes, they are. No. <laughs> no. All right. The third segment we will be moving on is if you were to start a franchise, which AFC North head coach would you use and hire? Uh, for me, I mean, I'm going to have to go with my boy here. It's not biased at all. He's one of the best coaches in the league. It's that Mike really Tomlin. Um, he's a lot better than Zach Taylor. All right, let's chill out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not a debate. Yeah, it's not a debate at all. Uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, he's one of he's been a he's been a great coach for us. He's been with the Steelers since uh, 2006. Uh, since then, we have not had a losing record. Uh, we've won a Super Bowl under this guy. We've made two Super Bowl appearances with him as our head coach. He's been he's helped us become one of the most consistent guys ever. Um, he's more of like a defensive guy, and that's why our defense is so good is because, you know, because of him. It took years for it to be good because, you know, the secondary was awful for a big, for a good stretch. But um, he trusted the process, I guess you could say. Took a bunch of young guys. It took them time, but it worked out. And then 
he urged us, he urged uh, Kevin Colbert, our GM, to go get Minka Fitzpatrick, and um, that just completely changed our secondary. Um, I'm taking Mike Tomlin any day if I have to. The dude has such a great mentality. I think what people don't really talk about Tomlin enough is his second half coaching. I mean, the Steelers can play so bad in the first half, and then Tomlin will go in, and the Steelers will look like a completely new and revamped team under Tomlin. What happened so, this year, I can use some games as examples, too, like our game against y'all. We were down like what seventeen to seven. Our offense was looking like complete crap. Yeah, I don't know how we lost that game, but Lamar played terrible. That was the only game I literally said I cannot yeah. defend Lamar. Uh, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't defend it. Only time I really tried to defend it was the last. Yeah, Lamar play. had like four turnovers against us. It was a PI. I don't care. Yeah, it was a PI. that's gonna go on for years. But uh, the Steelers it was really off. Yeah. It's not. I mean, like, keep in mind, though, he has a great legs. defense, so... It's called great coverage, bro. I know. I'm not talking about Minka. I'm talking about the other dude. It's yeah, Lane, legs. yeah, Lane... I thought you were talking about Minka. Lane, yeah, that's maybe questionable, but if you're going to say Minka, hell no. Minka... I wasn't mad at Minka for going for the ball. I was like, yo, yo just got flipped upside down in the end zone. All right, so back to that game. What I was saying was the Steelers were playing awful in the first half. We could just not get anything going offensively whatsoever. And then the second half, our offense looked so much better. Tomlin changed up the playbook a little bit from our awful, from our awful offensive coordinator and Randy Fuckner. He was a horrible coordinator. I hated that dude so much. And black <laughs> out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my. God. His actual name is Fickner, but I call him Fuckner for fun. Um, <laughs> oh no! Um, he, he was absolutely horrible. Um, and I think Tomlin is just the good choice for me. So, uh, I'm gonna let y'all take over or whoever you wants to go give, next. Give Randy another shot. What are we doing? We, we, we're like, ready yeah, to No, like, yeah. if you were to start a franchise, like, which yes. AFC North head coach would you do? Like, would you hire? Uh, Hi. Um, Browns, you wanna go? I'm, yes. I don't know Browns, go. Browns, go. Browns, go. Alright, go. Alright, go. Yo. We're All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. If I if I had to choose, it'd either be between Harbaugh or Tomlin. Maybe Stefanski. Maybe Stefanski. I mean, he won a game how without like good coaching. So, one of been amazing. I mean, if it comes down to it, I take this is a tough choice. Because, I mean, there's three great Harbs. Harbs, like, really helped Lamar, like, go into that second, like, group, especially in 2019 year. But Tomlin is also a really good coach. He, he also got, like, a really good culture there. And then you have Stefanski, who just, like, helped Change the Browns. The Browns. Exactly. From being a laughing stock of the NFL to being like one of the better teams in the AFC or better teams in the NFL as a yeah, whole. Yeah, and then there's one Zach Taylor. <laughs> yep. Since 2002. Man, you have the Bengals coach who's just there. Just there. <laughs> just there. Coaching. Like, He's coaching, yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, but if I had to choose one, it's hard. But, uh... If I had to go like off of recent success... 
terms of like playoff appearances, yada 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 over the last three years. I'm gonna have to go with hard simply because of his recent success. Maybe not in the playoffs, but he's gotten to the playoffs almost every year he's been here. And yeah, other than those like four or three years that we didn't do good. Last few years he's been doing great, so yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to go? I'll uh, go. go. Okay. All right, Browns go. So Gals. obviously, this is an easy choice to do Zach Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Zach, Zach, dude, no one can just compare to Zach Taylor. Like, he's just so good. The greatest coach of all time, bro. He actually played yes. quarterback, so he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, like Zach Taylor, dude. I mean, like, he's just so good. Like, you know, just his, his yeah. re- recent records just show for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like you know, injuries, yeah. but that was obviously a joke. If Damn, anyone man. thinks Zach Taylor <laughs> is the best head coach, is which if anyone would want Zach Taylor to be the head coach for a new, you're running an absolute guys, clown show down there. You are crazy. <laughs> yeah, so you're a okay. clown show if, down there. If you know someone like that, please check up on them. Stefan to it, all right. Bro, what, <laughs> is, you right now? what is your problem with Stefan to it? Bro, he set him up for that, okay? Because he's like, all right, easy win stat pattern today versus the practice squad of the Ravens. It didn't work out well. I mean, we so won. He wasn't wrong there. Come on, go. Yes. Uh, so if I could choose a head coach, I mean, Tomlin, obviously, Tomlin hasn't had a losing record in his uh, career, which is very impressive. But, I mean, when he came in, the year before, he came in, in two th- for the 2007 season. And the year before, the Steelers went 8-8. Eight and eight. The year before th- that, uh, they went 11-5, they went won the Super Bowl in 2005, and then went 15-1 even the year before that. So then he comes in, goes 10-6, and six, obviously an improvement, never loses. But, I mean, as he really had, except for especially 2019 is the year most – Obviously, I'd say it. Has he really had a team that shouldn't go uh, – should should definitely not be able to zero chance have a chance to go over? Uh, I mean, 2019, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You saw that offense and Mason Rudolph, Rudolph running it, who you think would be Rudolph better than Ben. You'd see <laughs> Rudolph is definitely not good, but – Steelers have always been a very, I hate saying this, Steelers have been a very, very, very well You know you want to say it. Built team. Uh, <laughs> wow. Almost their whole existence, definitely uh, what they've had since, I'm looking at pro football reference right now, since 1992, they've had two co- coaches, and that's obviously a very good thing. And Steelers have always been a well-built organization. You know, it hasn't been a well-built organization. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <You're> the <third. laughs> you guys were the Bengals before the Bengals now. A uh, year before. I mean, Bengals might be worse a little bit. Bro, the Browns mean. literally went from 1-15 and 15 to 0-16. I don't know if the Bengals can do that. No, we yeah. can't. And we still kept our coach after that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly. I mean, then again, he's just like Brett Brown. He's there to tank. Like, I'm happy for the Browns fans. You know, they deserve success and all. But, like, I don't think – I can't think of another franchise that has just been so utterly disappointing than the Browns. I just The Lions, can't. the Texans. Um... Look, the Lions actually made the playoffs in 2016. The Browns took 20 fucking years to do it. <laughs> True. Uh, we only took, I think, 18 18 we took. 
Yeah, the Texans were actually tragic. decent until now. But the year before, I mean, going into the next year, obviously, offensive line has been improved. Bill Callahan is an effing genius. Watch uh, your fan, you know. <laughs> uh, so, 2020, lost in the divisional round. Uh, what, give us five extra wins. And really what I think is, for, we're starting a new team here. What I think is, Kevin Stefanski did not coach the wild card game. You can't take that as a mark at him. But he put in a culture, uh, he put a culture that doesn't matter who could coach, that team was going to win. Put, just install the culture that the Browns haven't had forever. Forever. That's why I cried that night of pure joy because of the that makes two of us. new era of Cleveland Browns, the Stefanski era. And if I was starting a new team, I'd want the Stefanski era. So, yes, that's all. That was way dramatic, but okay. Uh, yeah, I can tell. Um, Bengals, you go. All right. Um, so, obviously, I'm not going to choose Zach Taylor because, you know, Zach Taylor, well, <laughs> even though, like, Yo. He's been like not given a chance for like you know, because of injuries and stuff that happened to our team. I can't choose him until like he proves himself this year. So obviously not Zach Taylor. I'm not gonna choose Stefanski because this year last year might have been a fluke. You never know. You never know. Yeah, he has a lot there. You never know. It better not be a fluke. <laughs> the Browns, you know, like the Browns. Fluke. Remember, remember, the Browns ha- beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Then they never won a playoff game or made the playoffs ever for twenty years. So that was the last time that happened. It's not happening again. It can't. <laughs> it can't. It can't. It. It can't? Okay, we'll, we'll bet on that. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> Over under twenty years. Let's see. Um, um, I would I would choose Harbaugh, but. You know, I like Harbaugh, and this is the hard part. I like Harbaugh. I like Tomlin. I use Tomlin in this in my whenever I play video games, but I'm gonna have to choose. Yeah, Tomlin. Yeah, I'm gonna have to choose Tomlin on that one. No, psyche, I'm I'm choosing Harbaugh. Bruh. Screw the Steelers. Screw them. <laughs> Not choosing them for anything. That's why we're sixty-seven oh. and thirty-six against you. <laughs> Not choosing him. I, I I like I like Harbaugh. Like he brought like. I just like watching him, Coach. He's good. So, yeah. All right. Charm, go right ahead. So, it's going to be hard think... Okay, let me explain. So, I think that the only really two coaches, and this is not anything to take away from Kevin Stefanski, he did a great job in turning that Browns yeah. franchise around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I mean, the two most experienced coaches of the AFC North is obviously Mike Tom and John Harbaugh. And I think that the AFC North has been one of those divisions that's been known for, like, tough football. And, you know, you need to be a really good coach to be, con- to be like, a con- kind of contending team in the AFC North. And um, Harbaugh has shown that he can, you know, he can develop defensive players great. I mean, you think about some of the defensive players that have just come through our team when Harbaugh has been here. Um but, you know, and it's nothing away from Tomlin either. Obviously, Zach Taylor is the worst coach in our division. Yes. No, no doubt, yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, but that's nothing to take away from Tomlin. It's just I think that Harbaugh is a great leader. I think that Harbaugh can really, you know, lead a team if he's just given, you know, something at least. So, that's what I think. I can go Harbaugh. Okay. Uh, I have no clue what happened to Flock. 
Yeah, that was his last action. Oh yeah, that was his last thing. But um, we are moving on to our last segment of the episode, and it is which second year player, which second year player in the AFC North do we think will break out this year? Um, for me, I'm gonna keep it with the Steelers, and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Alex Highsmith. Um. That he's uh for most of you that don't know who what he is he's a edge rusher he was a backup behind uh, Bud Dupree he played on the right side, but um basically why I think he's gonna break out this year is because Bud Dupree's gone now and last year when Highsmith came in because Dupree tore his ACL against the Ravens in Pittsburgh um Highsmith played fairly well he didn't do bad he kind of exceeded expectations you know he was expected to come in provide some depth and you know go in and do his job if needed and um i think he did just fine with that um if you look at the steelers versus the colts game in week 17 a main reason why we won that game is because of alex Highsmith. he was able to get pressure onto philip rivers late game uh you know cause him to be uncom uncom jesus i can't talk Cause him to not be comfortable in the pocket, and that's why he threw a pick to Mike Hilton. And um, I think Alex Highsmith is going to have a breakout season this year. I think he's going to not be insane, but I think he's going to have like maybe like a solid eight to nine sack season for us. So that's my player. I think that's going to break okay. out in his second year. My player would be uh, Rounds offensive lineman Jedrick Wills, and it's really Bill. I love bill callahan he is clearly one probably the best assistant coach of all time and uh i do think this year the browns will have at least four pro ball pro bowl worthy players and don't think Contlick will make the pro bowl even though he absolutely deserved it didn't make it this year but made first team all pro uh and i think with bill callahan he switched from uh this year in college, he played right tackle. This was his first year playing left tackle and didn't do an awful job. Uh, didn't do uh, didn't do a great, didn't do an absolutely amazing job. But I think second year with Bill Callahan with a really an offensive line around him that can, uh, that can, that isn't, that doesn't make you have to put a bunch of pressure on him. I think he will skyrocket into becoming one of the best offensive tackles in the league. That's my player. All right. Do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to figure out mine right now. Bengals. Headline. Right. You can go. I'm having Raven go first. I'm just trying okay. to go. All right. All right. So I'll go now. Um, I have J.K. Dobbins. Reason for that. He showed tremendous potential in his um, first season with us. Uh, he is just going to be a great player. I think he's going to be a huge part of our run game this upcoming season. And, um, you know, obviously he, when we drafted him, the next, you know, the season after we drafted him, I think that Ingram, it just showed that he was kind of getting older. And I think by this point, Ingram has come and did his career. Obviously, he got signed by the Texans, but who knows what his role is going to be over there. They have, like, three running backs. They have, like, Lindsey, Ingram, and uh, David Johnson. We have no clue what he's going to do over there. But, yeah, I mean – um. I think that Ingram is really going to show that he's one of – I think he's going to be a top 10 running back this upcoming season. A lot of people – like, the thing with, like, you know, there was a thing I saw that about, like, top 10 running backs in the NFL, and I think they had, like, Zeke over Dobbins when I'm pretty sure Zeke had, like, the fifth or third most 
carries in the NFL, and he didn't even get a thousand yards, which is just insane to me. I looked that up in the ESPN, by the way. Um, and so yeah, that's my breakout player. I think it's gonna be J.K. Dobbins. Um, okay, so for me, I have to say T. Higgins. I'm, I'm going to say T. Higgins, actually. Uh, due to the fact, you see, T. Higgins got like 900 yards with without Joe Burrow for like half, to, a little more than less than half the season. And it, when you think about it now, we have Chase, who can uh, like lay off the pressure for Higgins. And when uh, if Higgins isn't against a wide, a wide receiver, a cornerback one, that's uh, going to help him like burn his uh, corner because he won't face like, as good of a corner. And we saw that with Xavier Howard. He's locked him up. So when if T. Higgins isn't like, guarded by Xavier Howard or any of those guys, he's going to go off. He's going to get like 1,000 yards if like everything goes right this year. And that's the thing. Like The Bengals receivers this year all have like a potential. Like, the top three have a potential to get 1K yards this year. So we'll see. What happened this year? That was uh, the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it was a lot of fun making it. I think the other people can agree with that. Uh, make sure to follow. Uh, make sure to follow Ravens headline, Browns tailgate, uh, Bengals headline, and uh, Steelers all day. Steelers all day flock season on Instagram. Also follow. Uh, follow. Follow AFC North today. Sultana and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, AFC subscribe North today. To, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, download this episode or download, follow, whatever it lets you do on the platform you're using, even rate it. And so, yeah, that's all we have. Uh, yep. Hope you enjoy. Later. Yeah, goodbye, all right, see you later. <clears throat>